Welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Will. Today I'm joined by author Mia Dahlia, author of Estate Sale, Smile So Red, The Trunk, and others. Mia, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me, Chase. Thank you for being on. So I usually start the show by asking, what is your favorite horror movie of all time? Um, It would have to be Candyman, the original, 1992. I'm a oh, that's a great one. Yeah, terrified me. Yeah, I'm a huge Clive Barker fan, so I really love that movie. Me too. Um, I think it was Roger Ebert who said it was the best Barker adaptation. Well, somebody said it. Somebody smarter than me. And they were right. Yeah. There have been a lot of adaptations of his, but I think that one still stands pretty well on its own. Yeah, I, I agree. Despite the sequel, despite the remake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That remake I didn't really care for. Me neither. Me neither. I tried, but. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a lie. And it was it was hard to separate it from the original because the original holds such a special place in my heart. And the new one, I was like, it can't really compete. Here's a funny thing I learned about the original, and I don't know if it's true or if it's just internet telling me lies, but they said that they were originally considering Eddie Murphy for the title role. Really? Which, I mean, I understand he was a huge name back then, and Eddie Murphy is great, but I can't imagine anybody reading the source material and thinking, yeah, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> so, I kind of want to see it now. Yeah, now, now it's in your head. You can think about it <laughs> that's an interesting fact it's just i love movie trivia i love trivia in general but movie trivia just sticks in my mind <laughs> you actually run the trivia night here in town i love it when it's movie trivia it's always my favorite that's my strongest category when i used to do pop quizzes that was mm. my jam i remember it better than books which is just criminal <laughs> So I usually ask, too, uh, what's your writing process like? Do you outline or do you pants? Um, pants almost all the way. Um, with estate sale, because it's so complicated and it has such a twisted narrative style, I had to do a bit of an outline. But everything else I just tend to juggle in my head. It helps that I have a very good memory. But the rest of it, it's just kind of... Sometimes I'm just purely at mercy of my characters. I'm just like, okay, hold on. I'll write it down, as you say. But <laughs> I'm not very good with formal outlines. Yeah, outlines are hard for me, too. I mean, it's hard to get like your full idea out on paper, just with, like notes. I don't know. Like for Can't me, I think pantsing is the only way. It's It's more fun. And it's more fun, I think, as a writer, because you don't necessarily have to know everything that happens you still get more surprises along the way. Yeah. I don't know if you find that to be the case, but. Well, I found too, that if you outline too much, it kind of takes a spark away from it. Cause it's like, well, now I already know what's going to happen. So it's less fun to write, especially if you right. go like to minute detail. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Okay. So pantsers here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so how'd you get your love for writing? Like what started out for you? Um, reading, I guess. Reading started out the love for writing. Um, I've been reading since a very early age and pretty much nonstop. And at some point, I just started thinking, why not write? I've been writing reviews for a very long time on Goodreads and Amazon. I have 
following and people always complimented my reviews. And then uh, a couple of years ago, I just started coming up with stories and they were crowding my brain. And my wife said, just start writing them down. And I just, I listen. She's always right. (laughs) So (laughs) I haven't stopped since. It's the way to do it. What's been your uh, favorite story you've told? Um, that's like asking me to choose between the babies. I understand. I don't have any, but I mean, if I have <laughs> babies, would you? Um, I'm going to go with a state sale because it single-handedly managed, single-bookedly managed to encapsulate everything I love about storytelling and so many of my passions. And I just kind of crammed it in there. It's a kitchen sink of a novel for me. It's everything I love, like history and history of a cult and um, horror, psychological horror and travel and epic Mm -hmm. appeals and love and hate and all that. Yeah. It's kind of um, this whole mix of it. Yeah. Yeah. it, It definitely, I mean... I haven't written anything quite like that since yet. Not yet, anyway. Where are you out of? Are you in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah. I'm um, about 20 minutes away from Philly. Okay. In the leafy suburbs of New Jersey. Oh, it's a nice area. It's it's all right. Yeah, it's uh, my first time outside of the city. I put in decades in Philadelphia, and I just got tired and wanted to see what's out there, but I didn't make it very far, so... <laughs> That's got to be better than city life. I think uh, that would kind of wear me down too. It it has its pluses and minuses. I'm still adjusting. It's only been less than a year, mm-hmm. uh, but it's very it's been very inspirational for writing. So yeah. So what else do you do in your spare time other than write? I read a lot. I play music. Um, I take a lot of walks. We're in a very trail heavy area and there is tons of things to explore and uh in the cities the nature wasn't so inspirational in the city i found i wrote a lot of tales of urban isolation and here i'm writing a lot of tales of crazy things happening in nature Mm -hmm. (laughs) smile so red my novelette that's a literal house i found on a real hike in real woods here in jersey 20 minutes from where i live that's pretty neat yeah, that cover is an actual photo of the wow. house. So, I mean, it's a terrifying house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you see a certain type of architecture and you're like, that belongs in a story. Yeah, that or people or anything even. Like, I think as a writer, you know what I mean? Like, something just clicks in your brain and you're like, that's a story. Mm-hmm. So who are some of your favorite authors? Oh, well... I read way outside of horror. So are you asking horror writers or in general? Uh, in general. In general, um, Michael Chabon, Sarah Waters. Um, I feel like I should probably go more with horror. Um, we can go with classics. What got me into horror outside of King and Jackson, which everybody says. I'm going to go with Graham Masterton, Jack Ketchum. Um, Richard Matheson. Oh, yeah. There are writers who kind of skip genres, just go from one to another, which is what I aspire to do. There are people like Michael Marshall Smith, who 
who are amazing at everything they do and write at least three different genres at all times. So people like that, um, they've been instrumental. I write a lot of short fiction and Richard Matheson and Michael Marshall Moore, Michael Marshall Smith, geez, sorry, are as good of short fiction writers as any I've ever read. Oh, wow. It's high praise. Yeah. And Jack Ketchum, of course. I love Jack Ketchum. Have you ever read the story Box? It's a box by him? Oh, I haven't. That's a shorter one, right? Yeah, I think it won like a Bram Stoker or something. It's one of the most terrifying stories I've read in my entire life. Oh, wow. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'll read this by anything by him. I can't believe I haven't read that one before. I have a collection of his called Peaceable Kingdom. Is it in that one? Yeah, it's, it's in that one. And it's just, I remember reading it and thinking, wow, it's such a simple story. It's almost literally about nothing. It's about a family who finds a box, and when they open it, there's nothing in it, but it ruins their lives. Mm, that's terrifying. And I'm like, I mean, imagine the kind of talent it takes to write a story about nothing and make it that good. That I still remember it, I don't know, two decades after I read it or something. It's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty big talent. So do you get out to many festivals or um, book conventions? I'm super new at all of this. (laughs) I'm so, so new at this. Um, I've just booked my first festival appearance in Asbury Park here in New Jersey for October 14th. And um, I have another local appearance in Collingswood Book Fest. And I'm doing my very first signing in Mount Laurel second time books on September 23rd. So it's all in the fall and it's like within a week of each other. Yeah. I'm trying to find something more recent, more closer to now. Um, That's a lot. I'm, well, are you where are you at? I'm in Ohio in uh Sandusky. Ah, oh, and is there a big horror scene there? Is there festivals you can get to easily? Uh, there are a couple nearby. I usually go to Pennsylvania because there seems to be more out there. That's that's funny. I'm right near Pennsylvania. I have to look into it more. Oh yeah, I'll be at the uh the Living Dead Fest or not festival, the Living Dead Horror Convention coming up in July, I believe, June or July. Where is that in Philly? Oh, that is in Monroeville in Pennsylvania. Oh, where the mall is, of course. Oh yeah, where they had the cool uh Dawn of the Dead movie. Yep. Yep. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I need to get out more. Um, um, I need to just get out more. I need to make more plans. <laughs> I hadn't realized how important the festivals were. Uh, I hadn't realized a lot of things. Now that I'm act- actively and heavily promoting a state sale, mm-hmm. I'm just getting into all of these podcasts. This is wonderful. This is my second podcast ever. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so, honored. I'm honored. This is terrific. I was so pleased when you got back to me. I was like, yeah. (laughs) So um, where can everybody find your work at? Right now, Amazon. Because primarily because um, my publisher and I have had so many issues with Ingram. It's been weeks. And I think we've just been able to get through to them. I'm not sure what the holdup was on their end. But um, I would say in a few days after Ingram posted, it should be everywhere. My goal was, my dream rather, to be in bookstores, libraries, etc. So um, that's 
the dream I'm going to try to pursue. But right now, Amazon. Oh, yeah. Amazon's the way to go. You just can't fight it. I think no matter <laughs> where you might stand on anything else politically or whatever. I mean, Amazon just has an amazing reach. Oh, yeah. It's hard to beat that. And they're easy, too. I mean, I've self-published the novelettes, and it was very manageable. Mm-hmm. But, it can be a pain in the butt, but it's at least something that you can do. It, Yeah, formatting was tough, I found, but um, the actual submitting was all right. And I love the degree of control, which, you know, you don't have. Estate Sale had a proper publisher, Black Ink Fiction. And now, of course, uh, Brandy did a fantastic job. But now if I need something, I have to ask where and before I could just go and do it myself edits etc that's awesome well mia thank you so much for being on the show oh thank you so much for having me appreciate it yeah of course signing off this is chase will family fright night horror podcast we'll see you all next week hey family fright night listeners it's your host chase will here to quickly tell you about my latest novel moving through available now at amazon.com Moving Through follows a group of high school seniors as they mourn the death of their mentor while inciting a school-wide rebellion against censorship. Clay McLeod Chapman, author of Ghost Eaters, calls Moving Through a clenched jaw of a novel, complete with brutally candid prose that reads like gritted teeth. Anderson Prunty, author of Dreaditation, calls Moving Through a visceral soul punch of a book. You can find Moving Through at Amazon.com or at ChaseWill.com. Hope you check it out.